Offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love His tracks take me to an oasis of peace The quiet brook of bliss That's where he restores and revives my life He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure And leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness So that I can bring honor to his name Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives. Good evening, everybody. I'm Pastor Doug. I just want to welcome you tonight to Victory Christian Fellowship at our times of refreshing. Lord, we just give you thanks and praise for your goodness and your grace tonight. We bless your holy name. And Lord, we are in a position to receive from you your refreshing, your touch, your help. And Lord, we just bless your name and praise you and give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Yeah. 
to you, Lord Jesus. We bless your holy name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Oh, we glorify you, Lord. We lift you up in this place. You are worthy, worthy, worthy. Worthy are you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks and praise. You have charged this atmosphere with your presence. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, as we sing praises to you, you speak to us. Open your ears to what the Spirit of God is saying. His words contain the way out of bondage. His instructions will enhance your life. His commands will change your circumstances. So take heed and listen, for He speaks to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Amen. You may be seated. Oh, we serve a good, good God. Hallelujah. He's absolutely good. Hallelujah. Well, we're glad you're here, and if you're watching, wherever you watch this, we're glad that you see this and we get to air this. Thank God for the ease of technology. People in other nations have seen this. But really, they've, they've contacted me. Africa, the Philippines, India, different places. 
So, right here from Palmyra, Pennsylvania, you're touching the world. Amen? Hallelujah. And I uh, just want to let you know that you can give any time to God. Amen? Investing in the kingdom of God is a good investment. Right? You may not have what you need, but you have a seed that can produce anything that you need. And in God's kingdom, as long as the earth remains, it's going to be seed time and harvest. That's what he told Noah. Right? And uh, Lord, I just give you thanks and praise for the seed planters that are here and watching us online. And I just thank you, Father. You bless and welcome their seed. You cause it to multiply and provide and protect uh, for the givers in Jesus' name. Amen. Of course, you can do that any time. All right. We're going to dismiss our kids tonight because we have a special kids' life. Hallelujah. We got two teachers that are going to teach us one. Hallelujah. Kids, have a great class. Enjoy yourselves. Be blessed. Hallelujah. And uh, men, don't forget this coming Saturday, we're having a special Barnabas group with uh, Rhema Bible Training College instructor Marvin Yoder. He's going to be with us. It's going to be a great time. And then he'll also be with us on Sunday morning as well. So get in on that and uh, praise the Lord. Were you guys ready tonight? Have you come expecting? You know, our expectation is God's invitation. And tonight I have a very simple proposal with great results. And I want you to join me tonight in magnifying the Lord. You know, God deserves to be magnified. He is good and we need to magnify his goodness. We need to magnify his greatness. We need to enlarge our faith. I heard someone say this week, don't diminish your dreams, but enlarge your faith. You know, sometimes if we have a dream and it doesn't come to pass, we begin to diminish that dream. Make it smaller to fit into our capacity. But we don't want to diminish our dream. We want to increase our faith. Amen? And I want to read you some scriptures, and then we're going to go to Psalm 34, which is going to highlight what we want to do tonight. All right? So I'm going to give you some hors d'oeuvres before we get to the main course. All right? Are you ready? You got your ears on. You got your Bibles or devices ready, or you can look at the screen, however you want to do it. Psalm 35, verse 27. Psalm 35, verse 27. I'll be reading these from the Amplified. Let them. He, say, he's talking to me. Let them shout for joy and rejoice. Did you know that God gave you permission to shout for joy and rejoice? Who favor my righteous cause and say continually. Not only do we have to shout for joy and rejoice, we have to say continually. What are we supposed to say? Let the Lord be magnified. 
who delights and takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Say, God takes pleasure in my prosperity. Hallelujah. It pleases God to prosper you. Then in verse 28, it says, And my tongue shall declare your righteousness and justice. We got to shout, we got to say, and we got to declare. Okay? And your praise all the day long. We should never get tired of praise. Praise to God should never be boring, old, or stale. Because when we praise God, it gives Him an opportunity for Him to do something. We got to praise Him when we feel good, praise Him when we don't. Praise Him when good things are happening, and praise Him when not so good things are happening. Why? Number one, God is worthy of praise, no matter the circumstance or situation. Alright? Psalm 40. Psalm 40 and verse 16. Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. We have, we have a someone whom we can rejoice and be glad in. He is the source of joy. Not our circumstances, not the world, but God. So, let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let those who love you, who love your salvation, say continually, The Lord be magnified. Amen? You've got to declare the magnification of the Lord. Verse 17, Even though I am afflicted and needy, Still the Lord takes thought and is mindful of me. You are my help and my rescuer. Oh God, do not delay. Amen? I'm telling you, even when you're having a bad moment or a bad situation in life, you've got a good God on your side. You've got a big God on your side. All right, Psalm 69. Psalm 69. And verse 29 says, I am sorrowful and in pain. You know, I like the psalmist. They were, they were real. Right? They, they didn't put on a mask. When they didn't feel good, they said so. Right? I'm sorrowful and in pain. May your salvation, O God, set me securely on high. Listen, God can cause you to... Be elevated in, in the midst of pain. Right? Verse 30. I will praise the name of God with song and magnify him with thanksgiving. Oh, I'm telling you, we got to magnify God with song and thanksgiving. Verse 31. It will please the Lord better than an ox or a young bull with horns and hoofs. The humble have seen it and are glad. You who seek God, that's us, requiring him as your greatest need, let your heart revive and live. See, something happens when we praise God. Something happens when we lift up the name of Jesus. Something happens when we give God thanks. All right. Psalm 70. And verse 4, these are just the hors d'oeuvres. Psalm 70 
and verse 4. May all those who seek you as life's first priority rejoice and be glad in you. We can rejoice and be, that's a license to rejoice and be glad. When you seek God, you, ha, you have a reason to rejoice and be glad. Who love your salvation. Say continually, let God be magnified. Can we say that? Say, let God be magnified. Hallelujah. Psalm verse, Psalm 99. Psalm 99, verse 1. Psalm 99, verse 1. The Lord reigns. Aren't you glad for that? Let all the peoples tremble with submission, submissive wonder. He sits enthroned above the cherubim. Let the earth shake. Sometimes in the church we've got to shake, rattle, and roll. Verse 2, the Lord is great in Zion. Zion is the mountain, Zion is Jerusalem, and Zion is the church. He is great in Zion, hallelujah. And he is exalted and magnified above all the peoples. Verse 3, let them fervently praise. I'm telling you, we need to get some hot praise. We need to increase the temperature and intensity of our praise. Come on, let's kick it up. Fervently praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. Verse 4. The strength of the king loves justice, righteousness, and judgment. You have established fairness. You have executed justice. He gives you reasons why he should be magnified. And righteousness in Jacob... Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. Not only do we need to exalt him, but we need to worship at his footstool. All right, let's go to Psalm 138. Psalm 138. Verse 1. I will give, give you thanks with all my heart. Don't be a part-time thanksgiver. Give him thanks with all your heart. And I, I sing praises to you before the gods. Verse 2, I will bow down in worship toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name, your loving kindness and your truth, for you have magnified your word together with your name. I'm telling you, his word is forever settled in heaven. His word causes his power to be made manifest. Amen? Hallelujah. Verse 3, Psalm 138. On the day I called, you answered me. I'm telling you, God will not put you on hold. The moment you call to him, he'll answer you. He'll talk with you. Our God is a communicator. When you call him, you got a direct line to Jesus. Right? He's on the main line. Tell him what you want. Verse, uh, and you made me bold and confident with renewed strength. Uh-huh. I'm, 
I'm so glad our strength is renewable. Glory to God. It's not based on age or physique. It's based on God. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 4. All the kings of the land will give thanks and praise you, O Lord. When they have heard of the promises of your mouth, which were fulfilled. Yes, they will sing of the ways of the Lord, joyfully celebrating his wonderful acts. We need some joyful celebration when God does something. Amen. God just did something for me. Woo! Glory. I mean, if they can do a touchdown dance, we can do a God doing dance. Amen. Celebrate his wonderful acts. For great is the glory and majesty of the Lord. Great. Great is the glory and the majesty of the Lord. All right? So, let's go to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. Hallelujah. David wrote this psalm. And it's interesting... That he wrote this psalm when he was being pursued by Saul. You know, it's one thing when your boss tries to kill you with a spear while you're working, but it's another thing to have your boss pursue you wherever you go with an army. Right? And when David wrote this psalm, he went to, he was fleeing and he, he, he met Achish, which was the king of Goth. Anybody know anything about Goth? There was a, a guy who was about nine foot tall from Goth. His name was Goliath, right? And when David met Achish, the king's servants were saying that, oh, this is David, you know, he's the king. And, and the Bible, David feared for his life. You can read this in 1 Samuel 21. And David feared, so he acted like a madman. And the king basically said, I don't need another madman in my kingdom, right? So then David went somewhere else. But it, it, he did that to, so that no harm would come to him. And this is how he writes Psalm 34, all right? Verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. Does that mean that every second of the day you're praising God? No, that just means you, you offer praise God, to God a lot. Right? I mean, while he's fleeing from Saul, he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Do you know that when... Challenges are coming against you. You can bless the Lord. Amen. We have to get in the habit of blessing and praising the Lord. Sometimes we haven't done it, and so when we need to do it, it's a little awkward. It's like trying to get a rusty wheel to go when, when the rust has taken grip of it, but you've got to put a little bit WD-40. Our WD-40 is the Holy Ghost. Right? He is the oil distributor when we're a little rusty and we need to get loose. Amen? Say it's getting loose in here. You know, God wants his people loose. 
Religion wants stiff. God wants you loose. Right? We have to bless God a lot in the day. Once you know him, it becomes really easy to bless him. Right? When you have known God, when you have experienced God, when you have encountered God, it's a whole lot easier to bless him than not knowing him or never having an encounter with God. Amen? It's like a good marriage. Shouldn't a good marriage say that they love each other a lot? More than once? Right? Oftentimes in a day, right? Hallelujah. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.20, Give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of Jesus. Are you thanking Him for the bad things? No, you're, you're thanking God for being with you in the bad things. See? You're not thanking Him for the bad thing, but you're thanking Him because He's there with you in the bad thing to help you overcome it, to help you through it. Right? 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in every circumstance. Well, I just need the circumstances. I just need the stars to align before I thank God. No. In every circumstance. Right? Always express God's sense of goodness. God is good. God never has a bad hair day. God never woke up on the wrong side of the bed because he doesn't sleep. We've got to recognize his goodness. You've got to be able to recognize God's goodness in the midst of negative things. Joshua and Caleb were thrust in the midst of negative people. They were literally surrounded by negative people, complainers, whiners, grumblers, and murmurers. Okay? Did the negativity, did they allow the negativity to get into them? No, they did not. They maintained their faith in the midst of a negative atmosphere. And we can do the same thing too. It's about blessing God at all times. In every circumstance, you have a choice how you respond. You know, it's like the preacher said, you can say amen or oh me. Right? You get to choose how you want to respond. And every one of us has a choice to respond in a circumstance. We can either bless the Lord, and we can either magnify God, or we can magnify the problem. Or we can make the problem bigger than what it really is. We have a choice. Aren't you glad for your choice? If you look to the Lord daily, you're more likely to bless Him when trouble comes. You know, a walk with God happens every day. So, 
you do that. And we have to ascribe blessing to God, give him honor, praise, and glory. Right? He, he, we got to know who the praise is due. We got to know him. Is, is he worthy of praise? Absolutely, unquestionably, without a doubt, God is worth. He's never done anything wrong. He's never done anything lawful. I mean, Jesus did not commit a sin. He is perfect in every way. So therefore, we should be able to bless him at all times and let praise continually be in our mouths. Right? Verse 2. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, the humble shall hear and be glad. Oh, hallelujah. You know, your soul can boast in God. In Psalm 103 and 104, it talks about blessing the Lord with your soul. Right? To, to boast in the Lord. See, your soul can boast in the Lord. It means to... Um, you know, talk good about him, him as a person. His attributes. Our God is holy. Our God is pure. Our God is righteous, right? That's what it means to make your soul boast. Celebrate his covenant. Our God's a covenant keeper. He gives us covenant promises, right? Celebrate his promises. Celebrate his works, right? There's a thousand other things that we can celebrate. Our soul can boast in God. Hallelujah. That means with every ounce of your being. Right? With your mind, your will, your emotions, your heart, everything. Get your hands involved. Get your mouth involved. Get your head involved in praising God. That's what it means to boast in God. You can you, you, be excited that God is bigger than anything. And He's able to take care of the small things. He doesn't let anything miss. He's not a... He's, he's not a strainer, you know, some things stay and some things don't. God is good in every way, shape, and form. All right? And then verse 3. Here's the simple proposal that I'm proposing tonight. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Did you know that... You can magnify God by yourself, but it's a whole lot better experience when you get to do it with someone else, when you get to do it in a group. Amen. Oh, come and magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. God is for together. Amen. He, he, I'm telling you, when God's people come together and they begin to magnify God, there's a corporate anointing, a corporate blessing. When Peter was put in prison, the church... They came together and they prayed. They prayed fervently. They prayed intensely. And God sent an angel to Peter in the prison. And the angel had to wake him up. There's power released when God's people come together. That's why he said, come. Magnify the Lord with me. 
One can put a thousand to flight. Two can put ten thousand to flight. When when you're connected with someone else, you multiply your efforts. When we magnify God, it's a very simple proposal that has tremendous results. What does it mean to magnify? I'm so glad that you asked that question. It means to become great. It means to enlarge, to boost. Did you know that the church is God's booster club? Amen? And not only can we boost each other up in the Lord, but we can boost other people up in the Lord. Amen? We're we're God's booster club. What does the booster club do? They promote whatever organization they're with, right? They raise money. They do good things for it. They boost it. Guess what? We got to boost God. Right? It means to enhance, to maximize. It means to expand, to amplify. It also means to twist the cord to make it stronger. You know, if you have one little strand, it's not so strong. But if you take three strands together and you twist them together, it makes that cord a whole lot stronger. You're stronger with God than you are without God. Glory to God. It means to increase in value. It means to declare the greatness of. Hallelujah. It means to advance, to boast, to Become, hallelujah, to become large. God is into the expansion business. He's building a church and the gates of hell aren't going to be able to prevail against it. Amen. God is expanding his church. He's been expanding his church ever since he died on the cross and rose from the dead. He's been expanding his church. He's been adding to his church. He's been calling those out of darkness and into the light. God's in the expansion business. All right, that's what it means to magnify. So come and magnify. Come and make God great. Come and make God big. Declare it. You've got to declare it with your mouth. Right? All right, let's go back to Psalm 34, verse 4. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. One reason that we should magnify God is because... When we call on him, he hears us and he takes action. The moment you call, the moment you call upon Acts 4.12 says, there's no other name under heaven and earth whereby men can be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Just a simple call. I experienced this many times, but one time when I was in Sierra Leone, Africa, In 2011, I was preaching at one church. The two other guys that I were with were preaching at another church, and we were going to meet for lunch. So I had a driver with me, and we were going to hook up with them when they were done. And we got done with the service, got done preaching and praying for people. And my driver is taking me to meet my other guys for lunch, right? And we're on a two-lane gravel road, ocean to the left, cliff to the right. Okay? And a car, it was actually an SUV, like a Nissan Armada. 
big size SUV, had about 14 people and it decided to pass 14 cars on this two-lane road that we're in the other lane. All right? And when you, when you see the car coming at you at about 50 miles an hour on a gravel road and you got nowhere to turn, all you can do, you got a few seconds, and both me and the driver said, Jesus. And bam, head-on collision. Head-on. I was in a RAV4. That thing looked like an accordion. But guess what? Nothing happened. I had a little bloody nose from the airbag. That was it. Why? Because we declared. We made a declaration. We said the name of Jesus. Sometimes that's all you need, all you need to say, right? It's the right name. And uh, God delivered us. It could have been worse, but God delivered us. And the church here was praying for us. My pregnant preaching wife was praying. Hallelujah. So, this is what Jairus did when he first came to Jesus. He bowed himself to the ground. He worshipped. He was magnifying God. And because he magnified God, it brought healing to his daughter. Not only was his daughter healed, she was delivered from death. Can you say amen? The simple act of magnifying God. He, he bowed himself down to the ground, right? And he looked to Jesus. He made Jesus the focus. He made Jesus the answer. And Jesus became a solution. Because he magnified God. Right? And then, you know, when Jesus encountered ten lepers, they said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. He said, go show yourself to the priest. As they were going, one leper noticed that he was cleansed. And one out of ten, everybody say one out of ten. Only one out of ten, ten percent, came and worshipped the Lord for what, what, God, what he saw God doing in his life. And Jesus said, weren't there ten? And the one who came to him and worshipped him was a Samaritan. And Samaritans and Jews didn't get along good. But how many know when, when God's doing something, you put all that junk aside, right? And he magnified God, he worshipped God, and he was made whole. The others were cleansed, but he was made whole. I believe that his health was restored perfectly like no leprosy had even ever been there. He had baby skin. Right? Why? Because he took the time to magnify God in the midst of his problem. Oh, come and magnify the Lord with me. I don't feel like it. Didn't ask you how you feel. Just come and magnify him. Get over your feelings. If you went by feelings, you'd never magnify God. When has your flesh ever said, okay, it's time to praise God now? Your flesh doesn't say that. Your flesh says the opposite. Listen, you, you, you've got to magnify God when things are going good so that when things aren't, you, 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 you just do what you've been doing. Oh, come and magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. The Syrophoenician woman, according to Mark's account, she came and worshipped him. 
she came and worshipped him. Even in Matthew's account, she came to Jesus while her daughter was vexed with a, de- a demon, an evil spirit, had, 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 was working in her daughter. And she saw the effects. She saw her daughter's torment. She didn't know what to do, but she knew who to, do, she knew who, who to go to. And she went and she magnified God. And even in Matthew's account, you know, she had opportunity to quit, but she refused to quit. See, when you're magnifying God, nothing's more important. Nothing else, everything else is pushed to the side. Your focus is on him. What did Mary say after the angel left? Oh, my soul will magnify the Lord. Mm. She began to magnify God. She sang, she burst out singing. Glory to God. I could just see if, if Signature Worship Team was right there when Mary did that, they'd break out in the song and we'd have a number one hit. What did the wise men do? They traveled thousands of miles. And what did they do to do that? They worshiped Jesus. They magnified Jesus. And, and what did they get in return? They got safe passage home. Because Herod would have killed them. God showed them another way. See, when you magnify God, he'll show you another way to solve your problem. If we just take the time to magnify him, to lift him up, to exalt him, to bless him, to praise him with our mouth, with our hands, with our body, with our minds. A simple act of magnifying God produces great results. I'm not overloading you, am I? What did the man from Gadara do? Mark 5, who was possessed with a legion of demons. What did he do when he first saw Jesus? Did he run the opposite way? No, he ran to Jesus. He ran to Jesus. You can't get any worse than possessed with a legion of devils. Cutting yourself, living in the graveyard, going naked, breaking chains. Come on. But yet, in the midst of his torment, what did he do? He took the time to magnify Jesus. What was his reward? He got set free. The demons left him. He was clothed in his... Oh, this is what clothes are. Think about it. He was clothed and in his right mind, sitting next to Jesus. Oh, won't you come and magnify the Lord with me? Let us exalt his name together. You need some praise encouragers around you. Amen? When you're starting to feel depressed, you need to say, oh, we got to have a praise break. Amen? When, when you're starting to get overwhelmed, you need to take a praise break. Take a couple. Amen? You're not on the clock with God. Amen? Take as many praise breaks as you need until you get to the point where your situation changes. Because I'm telling you, when you magnify God, your situation can't help but change. Hallelujah. You know what the Samaritans did after Jesus' encounter with the woman at the well? They invited him to their city. They welcomed him. They honored him. He stayed there for two days. 
And they said, now we believe him, not because of what, what the woman said, but because we heard him with our own ears. They welcomed him. They received him gladly. Amen. And they were taught the word of God. Jesus bridged the gap between the Jews and the Samaritans. Talk about race healing. Right there it is. They invited Jesus and he taught them the word. Amen. All right. We're almost done. So, reasons why you should magnify God. Because when you pray to Him, He hears you and He takes action. Alright, verse 5. They looked unto Him and were lightened. Did you know? They got a suntan. Their faces were not ashamed. In other words, when they looked to the light, the light got on them. Have you ever been in God's presence so long that it changes your countenance? When Moses got off the mountain 40 days of being in the presence of God, his face was shining so brightly that they, the people told him, put a veil on Moses. I mean, literally, the glow of God was on him. Why? Because he had been in his presence. Amen? When you magnify God, His light comes on you. Amen? There's nobody that can flick your bit better than God. Amen? He can make you shine. Is your flame losing a little, a little luster? You've got to recharge your lamp by the light. Do you realize... God emanates so much light that he didn't need to create light in heaven because he is the light. There's no street lights. Why? God's the light. Amen. Jesus is the light of the world. He can light up the world. Amen. That's why we should magnify him. Hallelujah. Are you getting excited? Don't keep your excitement to yourself. All right. Verse 6, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. You got some trouble? God can save you out of them. All of them. Say all the troubles. There's not a trouble that can come your way that God can't get you out of. God's got the master key to every trouble door. He can open it up, and he's got an exit strategy that the devil doesn't even know about. I'm telling you, God's got a way out of your problem that'll just mesmerize the enemy. He'd be like, what just happened? I have no clue. That's right. Because God's got a way. The poor man cried. Right? He was without something. He needed something. The poor man. And he hears and acts on your behalf. In the midst of depression, oppression, hurt, pain, sorrow, and suffering, cry to the Lord. Cry to Him. He hears your cry. What saved Israel out of Egypt? Their cry. What did God tell Moses he heard? He heard their cry. The cry of the people has come up before me. We've got to cry. All right, verse, another reason why we should magnify the Lord, verse 7. The angel of the Lord encamps around them that fear him and delivers them. You've got angels around you. They're, they're not just around you, but they're camping around you. Welcome to angel camp. 
I got some angels encamped around me. The angel of the Lord is encamped around those who fear him. There's enough angels of the Lord to encamp around all those who fear him. Amen? That's another reason we should magnify God. He gives us angelic hope. Help. Verse 8, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. We ought to magnify God because he's good. And blessed is the man that trusts in him. Hallelujah. When you know God's good, you, you, you're willing to put your trust in him. And why? Because he'll never fail. We need to mag- oh, come and magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Amen. Come on, let's magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 8 or verse 9. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. Oh my goodness, there's no want to them that fear him. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Lord God, see begging bread. I'm the, he's the good shepherd. I shall not want. Why? His goodness overwhelms me. He shares his goodness with me. His goodness covers me from beginning to the end and all the way in the middle. I'm telling you, this is the reason why we can magnify God. There is no want to those that fear him. Love, honor, respect, and reverence. That's what it means to fear God. Verse 10. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Hallelujah. Why? He supplies me with every good thing. Freely, lavishly, wonderfully, hallelujah, abundantly. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. More than enough, too much, overflowing, all sufficient. Come. Let's magnify the Lord together. Come and magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Amen. Verse 11, come you children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. You know, reverencing God is something that we can learn. He'll teach us to fear him, to reverence, honor, and respect him. Amen? If you don't have a good respect for God, you can learn. Right? And the rest of these scriptures are reasons why we could magnify God and things that we do. You know, we've we got to use our mouth. We've got to use our hands. Right? Hallelujah. We've got to shout. We've got to sing. We've got to praise. We've got to magnify. Amen? Do it when we don't feel like it. Do it when we do feel like it. Amen? Won't you come with me right now and magnify the Lord? Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's exalt his name together. I want you to stand to your feet right now. And just begin to exalt and magnify the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. And whatever you need, as you begin to magnify God, He's going to begin to work in your life. He's going to begin to move in your situation. He's, going to, he's sending the help right now. Because you're magnifying Him. You're lifting Him up. You're exalting Him. It's causing something to stir on your behalf. Hallelujah. Things are being loosed off of you that don't need to be on you. Things are being put in you that you need to fill you up. Hallelujah. 
Things are being broken off you that had a grip on you that shouldn't have a grip on you. Oh, come magnify the Lord with me. Use your tool. Use your mouth. Use your hands. Use your feet. Hallelujah. You can't be silent and magnify the Lord. There's no scripture in magnifying God that's silent. It's audible. It's loud. It's bold. It's boisterous. Hallelujah. Oh, come and magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Our magnification of God puts him where we need him. He's making your weakness strong right now. He's making your sickness healed right now. He's adding to you what was missing right now in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, God is doing something. Oh, hallelujah. Begin to praise Him right now. Oh, we magnify you, Lord. We bless your holy name. Praise Him that you're healed. Praise Him that you're strong. Praise Him that good things happen to you. Praise Him that you're fearless. Praise Him that you can move mountains. Praise Him that you can do all things through His anointing. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. We're having a major praise break right now. See, it's a little bit different to connect with God on an individual basis like this. Amen? Pray in tongues. Sing in tongues. Sing praises to Him. Tell Him how great He is. How awesome He is. How wonderful He is. How cool it is to know Him. Hallelujah. Oh, come and magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, your praise is a weapon that takes out enemy territories. It takes out enemy targets. When you launch your praise, it's like the United States launching the Air Force. F-18 fighters. Hallelujah. Stinger missiles. Heat-seeking missiles. Your praise locks God on the target of your miracle. Hallelujah. You're locking on right now. Glory to God. You painted the target. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Come and magnify the Lord with me. Come and magnify. Magnify. Make God bigger than your problem. Glory to God. Let's magnify the Lord. We're magnifying God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Dance before Him. Jump before Him. Hallelujah. Shout for joy and be glad. Be glad. Hallelujah. Be glad. 
Be glad. Be glad. Hallelujah. Act like you won because you won. You have already won. The victory is yours. Hallelujah. Shake off any heaviness that you have. Shake it off. You do not belong with heavy clothes. Shake it off. Shake it off. Just like Paul shook off the snake. He just shook it off. That snake, it gripped his hand or his arm, but he just shook it off. Shake off the snake. Hallelujah. We have got a work to do. All of heaven's resources have been made available to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that you came and magnified the Lord tonight? You can do this anytime, any place, anywhere. When you wake up, you don't need to even have your first cup of coffee. All you got to say is just start praising God. Amen. And you'll find that your praise will do more for you than that coffee will. Amen. Hallelujah. How many are going to be praising the Lord? All the time. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Glory to God. We're going to praise Him. We're going to praise Him for a full church. We're going to praise Him for impacting this community. We're going to magnify God. And He's going to help us win souls. He's going to help us expand His kingdom. Amen? Hallelujah. Every empty seat is crying for a soul, saying, Come. Every lost sheep, everyone who is part of the harvest, our chairs are saying, Come, 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 in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You are born a winner. You are born a winner. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, celebrate. Oh, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost in power. The Holy Ghost in fire. If there's anybody that needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost... Come up here right now. If you want the Holy Ghost, if you want to be filled, baptized with fire, come up here right now in the name of Jesus. God wants to fill you. 
Say, Lord. You say it. Say, Lord. Fill me up in Jesus' name. Father, I just thank you right now for filling her full of your Holy Ghost and fire. Fill her up, Lord. Fill her up with your new wine. Fill her up with your power and your goodness in the name of Jesus. Cause her to overflow right now. Your house is clean and it's full in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody else? You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Well, if you need to go, you can go praising the Lord. Go and magnify Him. Amen? Don't give the devil an inch, but praise God for everything. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You, you can keep playing the music. If people need to go, they can go. But you can hang around too. Hey Amen. You might just need to praise a little bit more. That's okay. You can't overdose on praise. I've never read the Bible where God made someone too good that they couldn't handle it. Hallelujah. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Oh God, I'm too healed. I'm too blessed. Hallelujah. I'm too peaceful, Lord. I'm too full of joy. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, you're too good to me. Hallelujah. We serve a good, good God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And sometimes you've got to shout for joy. Because the more you shout, the joy will come. That's what I'm about to shout for joy. Hallelujah. See, I feel like a grandfather. I stirred the kids up, and now I'm sending you home. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You have a blessed, 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 blessed night. Have a healed night. Have a joyful night. Have a peaceful night. Have a strong night. Have a good night. Amen? Why? Because we magnify the Lord. Bless you.